1: Alright, I don't know where you are. Are you in your kitchen? Are you wearing, uh, waving the mop? Are you waving a cup of tea? Are you actually waving a lighter like we used to do back in the day when those things were done? Have you got your phone up in the air? And how do you celebrate when you hear that song? Do you roar it from the terraces uh, with everybody else? Well, the whole point of playing Sweet Caroline to kick us off this morning is there is a major celebration of the music of Neil Diamond and you wouldn't believe the number of songs he's written and which are being celebrated in this show in the Everyman Sunday songbook on this day week next Sunday in the Everyman Theatre. The whole team is back together again and uh, I had a chat with Alf McCarthy and Alan Carney. Lads I have been to Neil Diamond in the round and Like, what a concert. What an amazing showman. What an incredible, incredible songbook. What a songwriter. What a man. What a singer. What a voice. What a show. I mean, like he must be just relishing the opportunities that telling his story gives to you. You, Alan, for all the music part of it. And you, Alf, for all of the dramatic storytelling and the narration. And lots of people know his music, but maybe very few would actually know anything about the man and his life himself.
2: Uh, oh. Well, after your introduction, there I think we can all say thanks, good night, and uh, uh, good. <laughs> Vodacek, <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> that Tanks, was brilliant.
1: Yeah, thanks for much, today. Thanks.
0: <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> uh, Marie. We could have done two Neil Diamond shows. I mean, his back is absolutely insane. The amount of music, the styles of music, and even that's what I love about this show. There's something in it for everybody you know it goes right through his career but the variety of stuff the people he wrote for the songs that he recorded like it was, he's just an incredible backhand of stuff and the orchestration of the pieces then is just amazing I was listening to Suleiman the other day you know his his huge hit and he opens a lot of his live shows with that Suleiman and then um, I mean, oh my god these African sounds the drums and he's like well it out on stage, the audience are going nuts for it. He's amazing, and but his story, Alf, his story is incredible too, isn't
2: it? I mean, they, they were very poor. They came from Coney Island in New York, poor Jewish stock father was uh, ran a shop but they were living over the shop uh, they didn't own it but in those days um, if you got a job do, uh, running a shop you would get accommodation overhead so that's what they lived in uh, but they did well and they worked hard he was a very shy kid when well, he used to write, he used to write poetry. And when he was about 14, he was in school. And uh, the girls loved the idea of, you know, that he'd write a poem to Elle Marie or he'd write a, a poem to Linda or a poem to Alan. Ooh. And uh, they would go bananas. And then the lads would pay him a few bob. Which and hey, my girlfriend is such and such. A, would you? And like there were four lines. But uh, that was on, the beginning Adam. for him. Give
0: us one of the poems. Go on. Roses uh, are Okay. <laughs>
2: Okay. Oh, no, much better than that. He used real names. <laughs> oh, Esmeralda, I think you're very nice. It is my big ambition to kiss you once or twice. I tell you.
1: <laughs> that is just babe central. The thing about all of Neil Diamond's hits, though, is that the lyrics are so profound. You know, maybe if you think about I Am, I Said. I Am,
0: I cried.
1: song blue and every song nearly was like a, a story never mind the fact that everyone would be roaring sweet caroline around football yeah. stadiums to to the cows to come home but like when you look back and see the story of his life uh, wasn't he in high school at the same time as barbara streisand and everything oh yeah yeah they were in the same high school
2: they were in the same the high school and they were in the choir together but he did say that they never dated or anything like that uh, but and they didn't yeah. record together until we won't mention it but that song okay. <laughs> and they didn't even record it together it was two separate recordings and then somebody spliced it together and it became this humongous hit but a huge jump from you know always oh, brother I think you're very nice to Suleiman as Alan mentioned there like it was always a progression with him when he started out he was writing simple pop songs but he always wanted to do more
0: love on the rocks In no surprise Just pour me a drink and I'll tell you some lies Got nothing to lose, so you just sing the blues all the time yeah, and he used to get a lot of um, slack about his lyrics, Henry, because people said, oh, they're too wordy, they're too complex, they didn't flow off the tongue, that there was too yeah. much going on, too much in the story, that he was trying to get too much across, he wasn't keeping it simple. So in his earliest days, when he was broke and, and just trying to, trying to write hits and sending them in and Tin Pan Alley, you know, to try, try and get people, what was, the, what was the name of the building after the... The um,
2: Brill.
1: Building. The Brill,
0: the Brill building. Yeah. He sent them in there, hoping the producer is going to pick it up and send it to a star and make him rich. People were giving him feedback that no, no, this isn't going to make it. There's too wordy, too much going on. It, you know, it's not for us, and and nothing was catching. Well, this this tune needed a this needs a bridge, and this one needs a kind of some, a hook. But uh, and he really wasn't making it for so long so long. Like He wasn't an instant
2: star, by I mean, sure he was not? Not at all. I mean, he was a hard-working songwriter, more so than a singer songwriter, uh, but he did uh, have the ambition to sing, and he just kept plugging away and plugging away, and then kind of a chance meeting with Jeff Barry and Ellie Greenwich, they had been in the Brill building together. Jeff Barry, Ellie Greenwich wrote all these great pop songs of the 50s and 60s. Burt Bacharach would have been there at the same time, Neil Sedaka. Can you imagine the I talent know. in that building? I mean, and until you got that hit, you were not. An- an- so they met him and they said, Listen, we're working on a show. It's a TV show about four pop stars. It's kind of loosely based on the Beatles. They're going to be called The Monkeys. But they want new songs every week. And he wrote four songs for them. And I'm a Believer was the one that became a huge hit for them. But also, it gave him the opportunity to start going out there as a singer-songwriter in his own right, you know.
1: Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Not a trace but that I'm in love And I'm a believer I couldn't leave her If I tried you think it's you old Four and one week You know, who recorded his music? So many people recorded his music Elvis recorded oh, so him yeah. Obviously Yeah Like it wasn't for years That I realised He actually wrote Red Red Wine That was UB40s And yeah, all of that sort Yeah stuff.
2: Yeah all of these, you know. I was always a great fan of the early Neil Diamond uh, because I I kind of graduate to uh, lean mean in hungry because <laughs> that's where I was myself <laughs> uh, but when he, you know when he became more successful he was writing more schmaltzy stuff which I didn't like and I kind of switched off then but the early stuff is just full of these kind of tunes right on the button there were two and a half minute three minute pop songs there were you know, as you mentioned so many people recorded them Johnny Cash Barbara Streisand even Lulu Cliff Richard even you know all these stars took his music and did very well with Hello,
0: my friend, hello, just called to live.
1: You're there at home. Hello. Yourself, Alan, as MD, then, of course, like this must be just a joy of a, a show to orchestrate, play. Obviously, you're singing as well. Damien Smith is singing. You have so much uh, male vocal power on stage to, to kind of split the songs between you. So, how did you do that? Do you know
0: what I, I mean? It's it's an imitation show, so no one's trying to be uh, Neil Diamond, which which helps because then uh, you know when you take that pressure off, it's Damien going out there and he's singing like Damien, but he's singing these yeah. amazing th- Neil Diamond songs. And the the way we kind of split it up is we have a good old fight about it first, and then we kind of stop talking for a while, and then we realize we have to get on with it and pick <laughs> the songs we put them on the hat because everyone wants the best songs. But the, but the, now I'm joking. But the thing about Neil Diamond is actually all the songs are incredible. Like you got songs from the jazz singer right up to his early career to his more modern pieces. So, like, Damon's got that Big voice, Linda's got the lovely intimate moments. Then I get all the ones that like, get the crowd going, like, you know, that the, the singing <laughs> were. <You> <laughs>
2: so it, it
0: is amazing <laughs> to play. And like, it, the lineup is perfect. <laughs> but, like, we've got, yeah. uh, you know, Java Gran on guitar, Brian Hatton on bass, and Jimmy Hanks on drums. Shoot, they're, they're playing together years. We're all playing and performing together for years. So when we get music like this, that everyone knows that we've played at weddings, we've played at gigs for so many years, and you love it so much, and it's so much crack to play, we're having best time on stage. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like we're having to put all this effort into orchestration because it just comes together so fast because everyone knows these pieces so well. They know all the nuances, including the audience. Like, we opened it in the Civic last weekend and like, before we even dark like we're coming out on stage they're shouting down neil diamond tunes they're they're ready to go you know because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he has on audiences like it's just so much fun to play and to be a part of and then um, yeah really looking forward now to next sunday in the, in the everyone too yes i
1: can't believe oh, yeah. here we are in october already my god it's incredible to think. dick is obviously on sale on the everman theater website and uh, what a brilliant one like this really fulfills all of the entire brief of the Everman Sunday songbook series, you know, it really, really does. So,
0: every single song that we do, people are, you're going to be singing along to if you're at the show, yeah. like, you'll know every yeah. song, you won't be able to sit there, like, short to get up and dancing in the aisles. Like, you know, I mean, it is just such a foot tapping, sing along, happy, joyful experience.
1: Caroline,
2: looking forward to it yeah. i got print a printed new logo on a beer mat and it's going to be we ain't no tribute band baby we <laughs> are the real thing there you go <laughs> I, I'd buy that beer mat wouldn't you Alan?
1: oh yeah absolutely, absolutely I love the drink that's on it okay Alf McCarthy <laughs> and Alan Carney. <laughs> cheers Every. thank <laughs> you both so Thanks. much bye thank <laughs> very, <laughs> bye Good